everybody it's almost the weekend it's thursday night it means it's time for episode justin 299 of top rope nation crept up on us i didn't i hadn't really been thinking about it i knew we were hitting 300 really soon didn't realize it was next week (laughs) trying to get some plans in motion to do a little something special for that show but it's been it's it's been a long time coming sir how you doing I'm good. That is a lot of hours of us talking professional wrestling. <laughs> That's for sure. Hey, you know, Frank's in the chat. Heck yeah, man. Hell yeah. You know what's even crazier about this is that, I mean, technically, we've really done over 400 episodes when you, you put in all the Patreon bonus shows. There's over 100 bonus shows on Patreon, too. So 300 of the flagship, I mean, but over 400 episodes total. So we are going to be looking to do something Maybe a little special for that next week. I'll get to that here in just a minute. But, mm-hmm. of course, I'm Ryan Drosty, your host, ever since episode one. And I am joined by Mr. Justin Joint, who's been on the program since January of 2017. Justin, how's your week going? Oh, it's not too bad, uh, my friend. A lot, of, a lot of action happening in sports since the last time we podcasted. I mean, we could do an entire podcast just on that. I mean live and pga merging <clears throat> zion just can't get enough of that sweet sweet poon but <laughs> since, since frank is here i mean jacob de he's gone for the season uh, uh nuggets are world champs and, and most importantly messi is coming to america yeah a lot has happened in the last two weeks that's and, for sure and best of all my absolute favorite sports time of the year is just upon us, and that is NBA offseason, the greatest <laughs> sport in the world. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what drama unfolds there. I'm sure my Chicago Bulls will do nothing to get any better, but you know, have some hope out there. <laughs> <laughs> we had the big grill, the top rope nation grill out, Justin, since the last time yes. we were on the air. Uh, we did do we did do a, a bonus show though since we've been off top rope nation classics with Matthew Madrell. Uh, that we went back to the very first edition of WCW Super Brawl, Super Brawl, Super Bowl, Super Brawl. A lot of fun. Uh, you can check out a teaser of that on our main feed, the full show behind the Patreon paywall. But, you know, you can sign up, become a patron for a seven day free trial and check out the whole show. It was over two and a half hours long. A lot of fun. Matt, Matthew was awesome to have on. Did a great job. He's been a loyal patron for a, a long, long time. So, Justin, we're, we're in the deep and that we're getting into the depths of summer here. Uh, we've got smoke invading from mm-hmm. Canada. It's been really hazy outside. I have been uh, putting up a basketball hoop the last couple of days for my kids. And oh, you're we're still cementing doing that? it tomorrow morning. Yeah, dude, this is quite the process. You got to dig a, a four foot deep hole by 18 diameter, 18 inches diameter. And you got to put in the concrete. There's a lot of bags of concrete for a hole that size. And uh, yeah, we're we're in the process. So I'm pretty exhausted, but I think I'm going to power through. We got some good stuff to talk about. I spent about 50% of last weekend assembling a swing set at my house. And I only ended up with 
two giant leftover pieces that uh, definitely should be on that swing set somewhere, but they're, they're going in the garbage. Yeah. Well, hey, something for my kids to check out the next time. There we go. We are at your house for sure. Uh, what else has been going on here? What else do I have on the agenda? So yeah, episode 300. Oh, by the way, here's what we're going to do for episode 300. We've done this for episodes 200 and 100 in the past. Would love to hear from all of you who are out there listening to the show. Patreon member, longtime listener and lurker. Maybe we've never heard from you before. Uh, fellow podcasters, wrestling writers, you know, whatever. We would love to get some type of message from you that we can play during episode 300 next week. So all you need to do is email me an audio file. It can be very brief. Your name, congrats on episode 300. That's it. You could include a favorite memory from the show, what you like about the show, anything like that. Uh, you can record just from your computer microphone. If you have a setup like us, you know, an actual microphone, that's great. Hell, you can just take out voice memo on your cell phone, record it and email it to me. Any of that will work. Just send it to topropenation at gmail.com. I'm going to make a whole montage of all the messages we get to play on the show next week. That should be a lot of fun. In the past, it was really good on episodes 100 and 200. So here we are hitting 300 next week would love to hear from all of you send in a message well maybe not all of you you know i can't mix several hundred mm -hmm. of you. make me well you know what whatever make me work send it <laughs> as many as and we'll have like a 10 minute montage maybe who knows <laughs> but hey. uh yeah sorry go ahead you finish no that's i was just gonna say that that's it i mean we've done in the past it was a it was a blast would love to hear from everybody i was going to do this off air roll run this by you but maybe mm -hmm. it'd be funner to to bring it up on air so anybody who's listening if maybe they'd want to join us for the possibility of what our our next draft could be i was texting you about this mm -hmm. uh my my idea for a draft that we could do with the big four in wwe SummerSlam, survivor series royal rumble and wrestlemania would be drafting our 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 card, our SummerSlam card, where you would get to draft, you have to draft a world title match, a mm. secondary title match, a tag title match, a stipulation match, and just a singles match. So I, okay. I, I think we, we would need at least four guys or gals are also welcome. Mm. Uh, and I, I think the one cave, caveat that I'd like to add to that is once, obviously, once a match is drafted, nobody else can take that match. But also, once you, let's say if you drafted Bret Hart versus Owen Hart as your world title match, you cannot draft any more Bret Hart or Owen Hart matches on your card. Okay. So we did something similar to this once, right? With uh, WrestleMania? Did we? The, so that was when we had Adrian on from Twitch. Um, because he had, oh, he had picked, like that pre-show tag yes, team match, remember, and we were stunned right. and then we went back and watched it. It was really good. So this is not a new idea. Damn it. But we've only done it for WrestleMania. Well, there we so, go. We, SummerSlam. we do it for SummerSlam. We did. Yeah. It was like ultimate WrestleMania match card or something like that. Yeah. We haven't done a draft in a really, really long time. So yeah, I'm trying well, to figure we, out what episode that was that we did that. Um, uh, so yeah, we, I, I think we should do that for SummerSlam. And then obviously in about... 17 episodes we will be doing another draft for a a certain wrestler that i'm sure nobody would be able to guess who that is sorry sit hold on a second i'm trying to find this uh yeah which which wrestler sorry i thought i had found the show but 
I didn't. Well, I I, assu- I said we I assume we'll be our next draft maybe be the SummerSlam card one, mm-hmm. uh, and then in about seventeen episodes we, we'll be doing a draft for another wrestler that I'm oh. sure nobody would be able to guess. Oh, okay, episode three sixteen. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I I know a great guest we could get for that one for sure. Yeah, it was a uh, WrestleMania's greatest matches fantasy draft a couple of years ago. Yeah, us three. Well, me, you, Kyle, and uh, Adrian. That's okay, right. but was that just greatest matches? Because this would be putting together a card. Yeah, I mean, I remember we had rules for it. Like, you needed a tag match, you needed a world okay. title match, a singles match. So it's kind of similar. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and look. I don't remember the other one or two categories. There's just wild cards or whatnot. Yeah, it has definitely been a while since we did that. I can't even find the date on this show. I know it's on YouTube. I remember we we streamed it for sure. But yeah, we'll do something like that for sure. That sounds like a good idea. I like it, Justin. I like it a lot. All right. Uh, and then we got Top Romation Classics coming up here real soon as well. The vote ends here in a couple of hours. We'll see what comes out on top. We can announce that on our next show. Uh, but yeah, got some great contenders here. For Top Row Nation Classics, we got New Japan Dominion 2018. We got WWF King of the Ring 2001. And WCW Beach Blast 92 are the three finalists. It's kind of a, a two-horse race right now. Well, you, we will see what comes out on top. King of the Ring. Vote King of the Ring, everybody. <laughs> yes, indeed. That, that, that's what we're pulling for. It's in first right now. So we'll, we'll see. But I think most of the votes are probably in by now because we're pretty close to the amount of like the total votes we usually get in these polls. Not everyone votes for some reason. If you're a patron, please vote, but we're, we're getting close. So, all right, Justin, let's get into it here. Enough horsing around. <laughs> let's look at uh, Dynamite last night. AW Dynamite Wednesday night, making headlines for a, a few reasons. Um, they aired a promo video with new footage of CM Punk ahead of his return on Collision, which debuts this Saturday night. The show was absolutely loaded from a match card perspective. One of the most loaded up editions of Dynamite we have seen ever. We'll debate that here in just a second. Ratings wise, the show did not do too well. And they've had some declining ratings. I mean, if you look at the overall rankings, it was number three on cable. Uh, but still, I mean, they weren't at a million viewers. They were like 800,000 or so viewers. I don't have the number in front of me right now. Uh, but yeah. You know, as much as they hyped it and the fact that they had MJF and Adam Cole and they promoted that ahead of time, you know, they had the, the uh, trios match in the main event with Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite. Uh, you would have hoped to, they could have popped a better number. That being said, hell of a show. We were talking about it over in the Facebook group. And I truly believe that that broadcast is in the running for best dynamite of all time. I, I didn't see you chime in on that, Justin. So I want to get your take on it what where did you think that this ranked and i mean in general what'd you think of the show last night i really enjoyed the show i i do have some nitpicks um uh, some things i didn't really like about it or, or i should say some things that brought it down from being a, a an elite tier dynamite uh i mean it, it's definitely up there for all time i don't have the kind of memory where i could give you a date or even remember an entire card of dynamite it has to be something kind of unique and special that's why when i saw this on the agenda the first one that popped into my head was the first grand slam which felt Mm -hmm. like a a pretty special event 
and obviously it had that amazing Omega Danielson match to kick it off. Um, and while, you know, and the other one that came to mind was the, the Brody Lee one, but that's I don't probably too much of a downer to be called a, a greatest dynamite. Well, funny you should say that because uh, that is that one is ranked the number one dynamite of all time mm. if you go on cage match. Um, but I feel like you, it's a different kind of show. Yes. You know, like you can't really factor that one in like a, a standard edition of dynamite just because it was a tribute to Brody Lee right after his death and everything. So um, if you're seeing it here on the screen right now, this is according to cage match. And the voting on there, the top editions of Dynamite in the show's history. And you can see there, it's at number seven right now, or number six if you don't include the Brody Lee tribute show. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's tied for number six or number five, depending on how you're looking at this. And Boy, that's, they're, they're, that's a lot of 2023 20, on there for everybody kind of complaining that it hasn't been all that good this year. Or that it it's, is, I should say it's been subpar, people are saying, not me. Yeah, yeah it, it is a little bit skewed. So if you guys are if you guys are not watching us right now and you're listening on the podcast feed, which most people are still listening on audio and not tuning into the video feed. So let me just kind of explain to you what we're looking at here. So outside of the Brody Lee show, the number one voted dynamite of all time happened back February 19th, 2020 in Atlanta. And if that's not ringing a bell for you, it was the one that was headlined by Cody and Wardlow in the steel cage match. Mm. Um, it also had uh, Hangman and Omega against the Lucha Brothers in a really, really good tag match. Uh, Moxley, Jeff Cobb was on that show. There was a tag team number one contender battle royal that a lot of people really liked in that show. So, I mean, mostly it was the cage match. So at the end with, with Cody and Wardlow and that that's outside of the Brody Lee tribute, the number one ranked uh, dynamite of all time. And then the next one, yeah, was January of this year in Los Angeles. And that was the show that was headlined by match seven and the best of seven between the elite and death triangle. Um, that also had Brian against Takeshita on that show. Uh, Hangman page against John Moxley. So that was a pretty loaded up oh, show as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, and then you go back to June 2022, Los Angeles, right after Double or Nothing. Uh, of course, you know, MJF cut the memorable promo on that show. Moxley and Garcia in the main event. Um, we had uh, a 10-man oh, tag on that show. Yeah. But, but real quick, that rating is not going to take into account stuff like MJF's promo, right? I believe I thought it I was just matches that are, that are getting the ratings. So these, I mean, these are kind of skewed. I'm pretty sure just towards matches. Yeah. So the way it's done, cause I, I don't actually vote on these myself. So how the total rating is calculated by a formula. It looks like they have. So yeah, they're looking at the matches themselves. I don't know that you can actually just rate the show off the top of your head. Um, I am not sure. I don't vote in them. <laughs> so I couldn't tell you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's quite a few high ranking matches, although it's weird because like, if you look at this dynamite from June of 2022, so like the overall rating on there, as you can see is 9.08. Now there's no matches on there that are ranked 9.08. The highest is 8.16, which is really high mm. on cage match. So they have some kind of formula okay. to yeah. determine this. Yeah. 
So, and that was, of course, also the show where CM Punk fractured his foot jumping into the ground. <laughs> and then, I mean, the only other shows, Detroit, uh, May of this year, just a few weeks ago, May 10th, 2023. Uh, that show had Moxley and Omega in the Steel Cage in the main event, House of Black against Bandito and Best Friends, uh, Orange Cassidy against Daniel Garcia, Claudio against Ray Phoenix. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. And then we've got one from Charleston, West Virginia in August of last year. That one had Danielson and Garcia in the two out of three falls match. Uh, the Elite against uh, Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh. And uh, yeah, those are the, the two, there are only four matches on that show. So, hmm. boy, I think last night's was better than that one. I think it's I think it's tied right now with the West Virginia show. It's probably going to climb. Yeah, I I really liked it, Justin. I thought that that opening match with Cole and MJF last night took me a little while to get into it. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion about this in our Facebook group. Adam Cole, credible challenger to MJF. And I'm not like a... I mean, I want a wrestler to look like he can kick some ass, but I'm I'm also not someone who can't suspend disbelief a little bit. Yeah, yeah Adam Cole's a smaller guy, and he's smaller than he used to be. You know, he's, he's gone through some injuries. But he, he is still a hell of a worker and someone who's very, very popular. You know, you listen to the crowd last night. They're really into it. And I thought the the way it ended with the time limit thing was fine. If, you know, they didn't want to beat MJF, they wanted to keep Adam Cole strong. I thought it was pretty creative. I I really enjoyed it. I was I was definitely buying into some of the near falls towards the end, especially when they, you know, they brought in the foreign objects and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I got into it more than I thought. I didn't think we were going to see a 30 minute draw going in. I actually liked the promo the week before too, more than some people I think did. I, it got me a little bit hyped up for the match. I'm not going to lie. I liked the promo. Uh, and so I thought it was, it was a hot start to the show, obviously a hot finish with that trios match. And then all the people running out to set up forbidden door. I thought that Sky Blue was awesome in the women's mm-hmm. title match. We've Agree. talked before about her. We've always thought that she's a really good rising star. Like that, you know, that her mom was there in the front row. Um, so that was really good. I liked the uh, the promo segment with Darby and you know Sting coming out and everything that happened there. Sammy Guevara. I don't really buy him as a babyface quite yet. Um, Jericho, of course, in that segment as well. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, I, as far as Sammy goes, boy, they're going to have to do something special for, you know, for them to get the crowd to actually cheer for him. Because I'm just not seeing yeah. them, in them doing the whole, you know, I'm having a baby girl stuff. That, I mean, I think we're both kind of sentimental saps when it would come to that. And it doesn't didn't work on me. Didn't make, you know. I think they WWE tried that with the Miz in early 2018 when he had his girl and it's like, he's going to change everything. And if you remember in the IC title match at WrestleMania, you know, he told, he told uh, his entourage to go to the back when he came out. So they they were trying to do some sort of baby face turn with the Miz uh, with him being a new dad. And Mm -hmm. it didn't work then. And and honestly, I don't see it working now. And I assume it's, heading towards uh, a feud with Jericho and he might be a little too over with the crowd for it, for that to help mm-hmm. too. So I don't think I had a lot of work cut it out for them to, to get everybody to boo Sammy. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you got to be real careful with something like this. Sammy is not, you know, like the crowd has hated him in the past, you know, and the stuff he's done with Ty Mello has been just really obnoxious and we haven't been fans of that. And if you want to turn him, like bringing in that real life stuff, which the fans have booed before, like everyone's happy about somebody having a baby. Yes, but like you have to be careful with that because it has to be someone that the fans already like, I think, for them to care about it. If they if they don't already like you, that's not going to make them like you. They're just going to be like, who cares? I don't give a shit if Sammy Guevara has a baby. Why would that make them love you? They've been so obnoxious as a couple on television with, you know, all the PDA and you know, everything in their past stealing titles and just, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I dig the match they set up. I'm looking forward to sting and Derby versus Jericho and Sammy. I, I kind of liked the face off mm-hmm. of sting and Jericho. Um, I'm glad I, well, I, I hope they're not doing a one-on-one match there and they just keep it to a tag match. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, they're in DC. Think about the history of that building. Sting, mm. Starcade 97, you know, mm-hmm. same, same building. So that was kind of cool thinking about that, watching him out there. I mean, anytime we're seeing Sting at this stage in his career, it's always fun to see him. So I did like how they rolled that segment right into that trios match, you know, and I thought that that was pretty good. Um, eight, eight man match or eight man match. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the results I'm looking at labeled a trios match for some reason. Eight man match. That would be correct. Uh yeah. And let's see what else was on there. Wardlow and Jake Jake Hager. Okay. That that I, was the down point. <laughs> I fast I fast forwarded through it. I, I'm over yeah. the whole Wardlow thing right now. They they need to completely repackage him or something. Yeah. Wardlow, not hot right now. I mean, huge turnaround from where music. he was. I do too. They, they really missed the ball, not paying for war picks. Really missed the ball. Yep. And they've totally tried a couple agree. of different themes since then. I mean, we're about the one year anniversary now of when things started turning south for him. I mean, right after Double or Nothing last year, he has not recovered. Uh, and then, you, you know, Jake Hager. Does anybody care about Jake Hager yeah. in 2023? So I was not into that match. It was and fine, even, though, you know, for what it was. Yeah. You know, and going into a match with Luchasaurus, nobody's gonna buy a title change there i would wouldn't think no no i don't think so so yeah um that was definitely yeah the the down part of the show but then you know they this kind of always happens about halfway through dynamite there's the lull and then they start amping you up for the main event and the main event was just like non-stop action i mean you almost have to like watch this twice maybe three times to see everything that happened mm-hmm. i was really curious if they would do something to get the elite off TV for next week, because they are going to be in Chicago. We mm. know that punk's going to be on collision and like, is he going to be on dynamite? They don't have a hard brand split. We expect punk to mostly be on collision, but I think it'd be foolish if he's never on dynamite. And if he's ever going to be on dynamite, surely the hometown crowd just a few days later is going to be chanting for him all night long. You would think, so, like, do you think do you think he'll be on Dynamite next week, Justin? What do you think? He should be. It's going to be really weird if he's not. I mean, you can't expect that Chicago crowd to to be satiated just with his appearance on Collision. Yeah, uh, but it's going to be the elephant in the room. Just like if they continue going forward without ever doing a a, a Punk versus the Elite match. 
I mean, you got to if if everyone's going to be there, rip off the Band-Aid and get them all in the same building because it's going to happen when you have pay-per-views anyways. It's Chicago. I mean, that this show was on sale before Collision. And so, you know, I'm going to be there and uh, I would like to see a CM Punk there. But I mean, I'm sure a lot of people that bought tickets to that show want to see him and thought about it when they got those tickets. So, I, yeah, I think it'd be foolish to not have him on the show, but I, I kind of had that in the back of my mind as I was watching the main event is like, you know, we know Will Ospreay came out and took out Omega and everything, but like, is there something that's going to happen to take him off next week? We'll, well see. I, I, mean, I don't think anything really happened to, to do that, but certainly they don't have to be on the show if they don't want to be in the same building as him. Yeah. And if, and if, if he's not going to be on dynamite and if he's not going to be on the forbidden door card, then I next week dynamite you just need to lean in to the build up for forbidden door and, and you gotta you gotta jam pack that show too yeah yeah it's a go home show already i mean we're almost to forbidden door a lot of that card has been really in flux i can tell you that for sure i know a few weeks ago we talked about it and at that point in time punk was absolutely not scheduled to be on the show and mjf was not either uh, they've worked MJF out to work, work Tanahashi in the last couple of weeks. And then, you know, plans with Punk have really changed a lot, too. At one point in time, he was going to be working against uh, Samoa Joe on in his return. And then they started thinking that they want that to be more of a program than just a one-off match, which we've talked about in the past. It seemed kind of odd that they would just do the match and move on. Mm-hmm. And then I told you when we got together for that barbecue that I had heard that they were going to make that six man match, which was just like three days before they announced it. And so that's going to play into, you know, punk and FTR and bullet club gold and, and Joe, everything happening there. That's going to, you know, parlay into the, to the punk match with Samoa Joe later on, which I think is a much better route. Uh, And then, you know, what's been happening with forbidden door. There's talk that punk could wrestle Kenta there, but that is not, for sure we've been talking about this in the facebook group for like a week and it came out like a week ago that that was like the working plan and then i chimed in on the facebook group and i said that's definitely not for sure because i do know that punk doesn't really want to work with him (laughs) he he kind of thinks kenta's past his prime they've had some you know everything with the go to sleep and everything they've had some awkward interactions not so friendly interactions in the past and punk just this even as recently as the uh, new japan show in california that punk attended earlier this year and so punk just doesn't really want to work with him but if tony khan tells him he wants him to work him he will uh and contractually he will but it's not set yet i know they've they've been trying to work out the contracts for that and to get kenta over there and they could announce it saturday could announce it wednesday or maybe it doesn't happen at all but it is possible, but it's definitely not confirmed at this point in time. And I can tell you for sure, Punk is not super on board with it, but he'll do it if he has to. I mean, come on, Tony, make him do it. Just <laughs> rip rip a huge line and flex some muscle. <laughs> Just make him I mean, do it's, it. It's the least right away. Yeah. yeah, it's the least Punk could do for yeah. what he's put us fans through in the past year. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be it a good match to add to the card. This card that's absolutely freaking stacked. I know people on, yeah. on Twitter and stuff want to talk about the stories and where are the stories, but like it's, it's not just supposed to be card. a dream card. That's yeah. not the type of show this is. This is for the hardcores, right? Exactly. 
And I mean, you look at the dream card. Yeah, Kazuchika Okada and Brian Danielson. All right. I mean, here's my 50 bucks just off yeah, of that exactly. one. Yeah, exactly. They could just be that match. I'll pay yeah. 50 bucks for 30 minutes of those two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you get Omega and Will Ospreay. Obviously, we know that those guys can do. Um, we've got MJF and Tanahashi now. Mm. Uh, what else is confirmed? Sonata and Jungle Boy. Uh, Boy, not, okay. not a great look when your world champion is probably... <laughs> At, as of right now the the fourth most important match on the card and and it's far below the other three. Oh yeah and if you know if they do get punk and kenta i mean yep. below that one too but i mean still those top three matches you're gonna be hard pressed to find a pay-per-view that can rival that just at the top you know that's not a wrestlemania or SummerSlam. I mean, it is really, really top heavy, but I mean, just awesome matches. It looks like Orange Cassidy and Zack Sabre Jr. It's not confirmed yet, but they basically leaned into that last I, night I w- as well. I would, I would put that on my excitement scale way above MJF and Tanahashi. Tanahashi's just basically become a jobber to the stars in the past couple yeah. of years, which is fine. He, you know, he's 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 earned a, a paycheck and uh, he's the living legend. I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm not really looking forward to that one all that much. Obviously MJF is on a hell of a role as far as match quality goes. Uh, but yeah, all I need is those, those two main events. That's good enough for me. You know, you, t- you talked about not a good look with the, uh, also the IWGP world title. That's also the belt itself. Justin, it's still not a Oof. good, I, every time I see it on TV, I'm like, I cannot Oof. believe they changed the IWGP world title belt. That new one that they, it's been quite some time now, has not grown on me. The, nope. the last Same. IWGP title, would you agree, is like one of the greatest championship yep. belts of all time? Absolutely. Why Iconic. change it? Why change it? The new one is so bad. It does not look like a world championship belt. It just doesn't. I don't like it. I can't get into it. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, Sonata and Jungle Boy not doing a lot for me. Uh, but yeah, those other ones, yeah, especially at the top, Okada and Brian, like you said, fork over the $50 just is, to see that. And I, I do want to see Punk and Kenta just because it's, you know, the go to sleep, the war of the go to sleep and uh, the history there and two big stars. Why not? So Frank asked a good question is what goes on last? You, you do the United States title match since that's for the belt. And it's a match that has, you know, already in January they've had one that everybody is calling match of the year. So that you basically you got a guaranteed banger with something on the line, as opposed to just the dream match with, you know, the, the work rate Hogan and rock match basically. Yeah. It, this is tough because I mean, you can make the argument that Brian and Okada are just going to tear down the house mm-hmm. and you can put that up. I mean, that's the ultimate dream match on this show because we haven't seen it. Um, yeah. Omega and Osprey would make a lot of sense because I mean, we know that one's probably going to get over five stars if they deliver like we think it can. And then you got your, your world champion with MJF. You know, we talked about this with double or nothing, how they could have opened with MJF. This is another show where like, when you look at what else is on this card, maybe open with MJF and Tanahashi, uh, because are, I don't think that that one should headline. Are, are we going to get some shenanigans? Speaking of, you know, the dynamite that you're going to be at as far as how Tony is going to make MJF show up there, or is there any chance that 
uh, this was kind of a, a red herring match. Because they officially announced it on the broadcast. And you think what they're going to pull it? I don't think it's going to sell any extra tickets. Do you? I mean, if no. if they pulled a swerve or something. There could be someone out there that's like, I ordered that $50 pay-per-view in advance just for that. I suppose. Match. How could I you suppose. do that to me? Weirdos. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen since since they had the graphic and they've they've been promoting it on social media. I think I do yeah. think it'll happen. Now, so I, I, I am I am curious to see how they get to it though, because I mean even today MJF tweeted like, "Nope, not going to be there." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of confrontation on Wednesday night to finalize mm-hmm. it for sure. Um, man, I'm I'm hoping Okada's at that show on Wednesday night. I've never seen Okada in person. I've tried many mm-hmm. times, never seen him. So if you guys are watching live and Okada comes out on dynamite, know that I'm in the stands going crazy. <laughs> uh, Brian in the chat from the torch says MJF opens, Kenny closes Brian in the middle. Yeah. I'd be on board with that. I think that's the right call. Yeah. I think that would be great match layout, especially, you know, as AEW can throw new Japan, a bone with what I'm assuming is Osprey getting the U S title back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's confirmed right now for Forbidden Door. Uh, of course, we'll be talking about the finalized card next week on the show. And I'll talk about my experience at Dynamite when we hit the airwaves next week. And then we will review it at some point. I don't know the schedule yet on, on the review for that um, and when we'll be available to do that just because of work schedules. And and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you on that one. But we will be doing a show again, episode 300 next week, and we will preview the finalized card. Now, before we get there, collision happening on Saturday night. We do know pretty much that full card at this point in time. Of course, we talked about Punk. We'll get back to him here in a second. And that six man that's going to headline sounds like Punk will also be cutting a promo on that show. He's leaned into the fact that uh, he doesn't know what he'll say when he gets the microphone and that he has a lot he wants to get off of his chest, Uh, you know, leaning into that promo he did. 12 years ago with the WWE, the pipe bomb. I missed you guys. I'm so happy to be back. (laughs) It'd be weird if he didn't have a promo early in the show, right? Like if they just, he just came out for the match. It'd be kind of, that's good. No, that's going to open the show is the punk promo. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And then we also know we're going to have Wardlow and Luchasaurus TNT title. We're going to have sky blue and and Willow Nightingale against Tony storm and Ruby Soho. So they set up that match on dynamite. Uh, when Willow ran out for the save with Sky to confront Tony and Ruby, we know uh, Buddy Matthews is going to take on the returning Andrade. And we also know that Miro is going to return on the show. So heavily promoted during Dynamite. We know Saturday night is not always the best night for television ratings, um, especially in the summer. But they're doing what they can to make everyone aware that this is on TNT on Saturday night. You should tune in that it's Punk's return. And you know, as hard of a time slot as that could be, Justin, there's been other wrestling shows in the past that have thrived on Saturday nights. Uh, that's why really? I'm wearing the shirt. Saturday uh-huh. night's main event, of of course. Uh, of course, WCW Saturday night for all those I thought years. you were talking about Shotgun Saturday night. 
<laughs> which we have reviewed the very was that the very first one or the <laughs> I second believe one? so yeah I think it was the very first one uh, yeah. in, on top rope nation classics in the past that was actually a pretty fun show to go back and look at so yeah it, it's a challenge but i'm really looking forward to it i am really excited to see the look of the show mm-hmm. you know with how they've made the logo kind of an homage to Nitro. What's the set going to look like? Is it going to be gonna, just like Dynamite? Or are they yeah, gonna change that it would be bit? a huge letdown if it's the same set. We talked about that in, in, in the past. You know, we like the unique sets. And with the big video screens, it's now like a crutch where they can just use the same setup and just change the images on it. I don't like that. I want it physically to look different in some, even just like the alignment of the entranceway or something, you know, to make it stand out and and look different from their other show. I, I want to see it look totally different. What and, if like, uh, what, what if the background is like this giant screen that looks like stars kind of a little bit. And then on the, <laughs> no, sta- on the stage is this giant, like unreadable collision <laughs> That, you know, kind of separates for people to come out. That'd be pretty cool, right? Oh, you're talking about the Nitro set, like the Star Wars Nitro set. The Thunder, yeah. (sighs) I guess Thunder had that same look too, didn't it? Yeah, they both had like the stars background. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, I would be okay if if they replicated, not exactly, it'd be too much of a rip off, but made it look a little bit like the Mm -hmm. original Nitro set. I think that'd be cool. I agree. Yeah. But uh, I was trying to find a, a look of that nitro set to uh, to put up on the screen here. Hold on a second here. Great radio. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I went to one of those nitros in like 99 when they had changed the set. And I remember being like so disappointed that that's I, what they came up with. You know, I never went to a nitro or a thunder or, a, you know, the, I only went to one WCW event my entire life, and that was the first sold out in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. The only pay-per-view, Justin, to ever happen in the state of Iowa. Yeah. You were at. I was there. They did have a Saturday night's main event in Des Moines. But uh, yeah, this one there right here. It is. That's the WCW Nitro set we're referring to if you're not familiar. Terrible. Look at that garbage. W the WW that separated as they came down the the weird entrance ramp where they had to like step over the sea and very strange. And you got the stars in the background. Yes. Now do not replicate that, but the original nitro set will be totally fine with me. So yeah, we will be tuning in. I will not be watching it live. Will you be watching it live, Justin? I'm not sure yet. Probably not, but uh, we'll see. I debated on us doing a podcast like the next day for instant reaction, but then it was like, it's going to be episode 300. I need some time to get some things together for that. I'm going to be watching on delay because I'm patron of the show. Mr. Ryan Huffman. He's been, he's been a guest on the show before get married this weekend. Again, congrats to he and his fiance, Stephanie on their wedding. So I'll be at that and that'll be coming back. It's going to be father's day, father's day, Sunday. So probably not the best day to podcast. I'm, I'm really going to try and get to the flash this weekend, which might oh, actually yes. happen Saturday night. Oh yes. So we'll, I mean, we'll have to talk about our next week's show, probably Thursday night. Yes. I'll be like fresh back from Chicago going with Tim Jensen, patron of the show, Tim Jensen guys, by if the, you're out there by the way, and you're going to be at dynamite on Wednesday, please let me know, you know, let us know in the group, uh, send a, uh, 
a tweet to us at Top Rope Nation. Let me know. Go ahead, Justin. Oh, I was just going to say, speaking of movies, I went to Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Uh, how was that? Last weekend. Fucking ruled. Loved it. I need to see that. It was Definitely fantastic. Highly recommend it to any comic book nerds out there, especially if you liked Into the Spider-Verse at all. Yeah. Uh, I think this one's on the same level. Very nice. Yeah, I'm. it's on my list. I'm going to check it out. Um, Justin, here's something for you. I saw this going around on, on social media today, talking about where should MJF be on the card at Forbidden Door. What do you make of this argument? People are starting to say, you know, they're looking at the ratings and they're saying, look, this is proof. MJF is not the man to beat world champion. He's not a draw. The ratings are going down right now. Do you think that's an overreaction? Do you blame MJF? Do you think this is an indictment? There's a phrase we've heard in the news recently. Is this an indictment of MJF as world champion? I just, I think we're mostly beyond the era of one man drawing an audience. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the entire show that's going to draw eyeballs, not just one person. I mean, you have outliers like Punk's return, you know I mean? But Punk's on a whole nother level than MJF. I mean, did, did, Danielson even draw that much when he came back? Did did he change the ratings? Um, it, it's now the show. Kind of an upswing during that because it's so many things happening. Like yeah, that, that, know, that's Punk the had thing, just though. come back. Brian Cole, yeah. So I mean, no, I, I really wouldn't put it on MJF. I don't think they've done a lot of favors to him with the title reign in the past few months. Um, they really need to elevate that this summer. But no, I think it's just been the product hasn't even been bad. Mm-hmm. It just has felt a little flat and and the shows have been inconsistent. We, you know, you've kind of noticed after a great show, the next week ratings are normally a lot better. So yeah. I, I wouldn't put uh, any pressure on, you know, the bad ratings for just this past show that we really enjoyed yeah you know it's it's weird they're at this weird point with aw because they don't have the same kind of momentum that they had in late 2021 for sure where they felt like really this promotion on the rise but they're still having great events they got this huge gate coming up over in the uk you know where uh, last I looked, they are at over 66,000 paid now for all in. So like one of the biggest gates in the history of European wrestling, but then, yeah, like the, the ratings are down a little bit, but we've kind of talked about this before too, because like it's fluctuating, but like, it's not that much. We're talking about like the difference of like 50, a hundred thousand people. The 18 to 49 rating is still good. You know, they rank, I said at the top, they were number three on cable last night despite coming in at 832,000 viewers. Now there was a huge rating for the Yankees and Mets. Shout out Frank, uh, you know, going on uh, over in New York, 1.9 million people last night, watched that game on ESPN. And I'm sure that affected the dynamite rating, mm-hmm. you know, the New York market. So that definitely took a bite out of their numbers, but still they come in at number three on cable. So like, yes, the ratings are in a downswing, but yes, also they have this big gate coming up in the UK uh, it's a big month for them. They got the video game coming up. You know, Forbidden Door is going to be a great show, even though it is for the hardcores. 
they got the TV contract coming up. So it is a really critical point for this company right now. We don't know exactly like how collision factors in, you know, has there been a renewal? You know, have they, do they have some kind of an agreement with Turner? Like what's happening here? You would think so with them launching this new show, but nothing concrete has come out yet on that. Uh, But yeah, I mean, long-term, if you, if you look at the ebbs and flows of this company, I think that you, you still have to look at them as you might go through some of these, like, like I said, these ebbs and flows, but eventually they're moving in a, in a pretty solid direction. I think, you know, they're increasing their exposure. They're going to be out there on the video game systems. They're touring the world. Now, uh, they're going to get re-upped and get a new television deal. And so, yeah, even if the ratings are might, might be down a hundred thousand, maybe 200,000 from where you want them to be. I can't blame one guy for that. I can't say it's because MJF is champion. Yeah. I think MJF's one of the best things on the show every yep. week. He was he was tremendous last night, by the way, when he went out in the crowd. I mean, just the guy's a hilarious heel. I mean, I, oh, man, I saw nerds on Twitter complaining about that. I was like, that's not. Oh, Jesus. Being a Come heel. On, Shut up. Jesus. Yeah, that is being a heel. That was everything about being a heel until like the last 15 years. Yeah, no, he, you know, he's he's one of the most entertaining things on the show. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think you can blame him either. I wanted to pose that question for you because I've seen some talk about that going on in social media. I think it's ridiculous to say, oh, this is proof MJF is not is not drawing. I do think we'll see a bump to the numbers with Punk's return. And especially if they get him on Dynamite once in a while and they promote that ahead of time. Punk's definitely a draw. No matter what Eric Bischoff tells you. Punk is a draw. <laughs> we saw it when he came back. How much of a draw did he bump the numbers to two million? No, but is that rational in today's television environment with a company that's barely four years old? No, you're not going to double your numbers. But he did increase their numbers. They were over a million, you know, pretty solidly for a while there. So, I think for a new company, they're in a good place. Yes, you'd like to see them doing a little bit better right now uh, from the ratings standpoint. But I, I mean, I know that. Uh, Time Warner or Warner Brothers Discovery, I should say, they're happy with what they're doing when you look at it from a demographic point of view. And that's what matters for advertisers, that they are at number three on cable last night. Would you like to see them number one? Yes. But as Frank noted here in the chat, he wasn't going to turn off that baseball game. And I'm sure there's a lot of people in the biggest metro in the country in the New York area that weren't going to turn off the baseball game for the Subway Series going on right now. So, you know, you had real sports competition, just like you've had, you know, the NBA finals here and the NBA playoffs recently as well and the NHL. So there's always competition out there. Uh, but, uh, you know, overall, was, was, I think it's a good picture for him right now. Was the broadcast of that Mets Yankees game just three hours of the sound of money being flushed down the toilet by both franchises? <laughs> You're going to get Frank going in the chat. Just start oh, egging him on. Me and me and Frank, Frank are good. That was, that was a hey, that was a dig at the Yankees too. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, th- that team has just broke my heart the last twenty years. Oh, we feel so bad for you, Yankees. Fans. I know, We've had right? It so bad. We've had it I've so only bad, experienced though. like four World Championships or something like that. It's can't yeah, even keep Yan- count. Yankees, Celtics. Yep. I mean, 49ers. <laughs> 49ers. Tottenham and all of their championships. Time. Okay, there you go. Tottenham is your one struggling franchise yeah, during your life. I haven't I haven't seen them win a championship since 61, I think. 
Well, yeah, that's your one <laughs> suffering franchise. And, I, and, that, and that was the one team that like I picked as like when as an adult, that's going to be my team. The rest yeah. of them were kind of thrust upon me by my parent or my dad. Yeah, we do that, don't we? To our kids, we curse them with our sports teams. I've already cursed my children with all my favorite Chicago sports. Teams. You're going <laughs> to like the Cubs. You're going to like the Bears. You're going to like the Bulls. Sorry about this in, in, in advance. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. I think we're going to wrap it up. That's nope. pretty much what we had on the agenda. Nope. nope. We did not talk about the end of Dynamite. Didn't we? Nope. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the one thing that kind of bummed me out about the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Because, you, yeah, you hinted something bummed you out. Okay. The end of Dynamite was exciting. Mm-hmm. But... I wish they kind of would have just saved Eddie Kingston for another mm. time. Cause I mean, obviously Eddie Kingston's not going to get overshadowed by Takeshita, yeah. but Takeshita came out right after Eddie and they were both immediately overshadowed by Kenny Omega coming back. And then Will Ospreay making a surprise appearance. Uh, and it just made me feel like Eddie was an afterthought. And I think he, I think he is more than that should be uh, perceived and treated as more than that um i loved everything that he did going right after claudio and just my favorite part of the entire show was the the standoff with mox you know where yeah, it looked like cool. they might yeah. fight for a second and then very you know casually mox kind of lowered his arms uh but that was the one thing that kind of bummed me out it's Tony laid it out a little bit better when he kind of did something similar at all out 2021, where it was kind of surprise, mm-hmm. surprise, surprise. This one wasn't quite as well laid out in my opinion. Thoughts. Yeah. It, it felt like a fireworks show, right? Yeah. Like it's the it grand so finale quick. and just going to yeah. throw everything at you. Boom, 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 boom. That's exactly what it was. Um, I agree. I, I loved the, you know, the questioning of what was going to happen between him and Mox and that face off. But yeah, I did kind of feel like an afterthought, especially when you had Osprey and Omega, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and Takesha's involvement. Yeah. Him too. He's Eddie's bigger than him. Like traditionally in AEW, I guess you could say maybe not forever, but, um, if it was just Takesha, I didn't think it would overshadow Eddie but yeah when Osprey came out and the Omega thing yeah then it kind of got buried um yeah that's a, that's a hard analysis because they were trying to shock you and throw everything at you to really make the headlines and make it memorable which I liked but yeah I think you're right in a perfect world you'd want to bring back Eddie where he can simmer and kind of stand on his own a little bit more for sure and so yeah, yeah I didn't look at it at the time as something that bummed me out but yeah, when you say that, I, I agree with your criticism on it. I was just, when I was watching it live, I was just so amped up. <laughs> like well, everything the, that happened, boom, boom, boom. I was jacked at the end same, of the I show. was excited, but then I was immediately like, oh, wait, like I already forgot about Eddie, like five minutes after the show, you know, ended. Cause I'm thinking about, you know, the, the future feud between Omega and Takeshita and the, the big match between. Uh, Omega and Osprey, mm-hmm. which is all, it's all good, but I don't understand why they just couldn't hold off on the Eddie surprise, even like one more week, save it for another dynamite. Uh, but as Jesse pointed out in our chat here, he's going to be in the G one 
Yeah. So like, I can't imagine they're going to have some deep AEW or Ring of Honor story for him going forward. You assume that the Claudio match is coming. I don't know if they'll do that at Death Before Dishonor or um, I still kind of want them to save that for final battle and really build up mm-hmm. Claudio's title reign. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was also really good. Like you said, it was exciting. That was just kind of my one nitpick that I wanted to make sure we touched on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're not going to get any follow-up really like not in a, in a long-term sense until August till the G1 wrap. So yeah, great point from Jesse here in the chat and uh, make oh. sure you subscribe to Jesse on YouTube, by the way, because he is streaming his shows live right now. I want to promote that subscribe to the unplugged wrestling podcast on YouTube. And thanks to Jesse for tuning in. Yeah. Justin, what was that lowest rule shirt? Do you have any idea I what get that, that was? Either. I knew I knew you were going to ask me that, and I was going to Google it after the show, and I forgot to. I was like, it I was, bet Justin's going to bring this up on the pod. <laughs> it was obviously like paying homage to something with Hulk, but I don't know who Lois is. And honestly, it was a little jarring seeing uh, Eddie in such like a uh, look. Obviously, a fresh, nice, new, bright red T-shirt was was kind of strange, but. Hopefully somebody can let us know what that is. It's sold on pro wrestling tees. There's something behind this. And I just feel like people watching this probably know and think we're idiots, but I have no idea what that is about. Jesse (laughs) says Tony Schiavone. Is that his wife or something? Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because it is on the... Is that on Tony's page on pro wrestling tees? It might be. Jeez, Tony Schiavone. The amount of shirts this guy has on pro wrestling these five pages of shirts. Holy, holy shit. shit. And they got like, <laughs> I don't know how many on each page. It's like, God, 20 to 30 on each page. This guy's got like over a hundred t-shirts on here. Got to make that money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His wife, Lois. All right. That makes sense. Hmm. Uh, Frank mentioned in the chat, I didn't mention the Chicago Blackhawks as a favorite team. That That's true. I will I will totally admit I do like hockey, but I am definitely more of a fair weather hockey fan. Um, I haven't been watching the Blackhawks as much after the Stanley Cup runs ended, but I am definitely going to be watching them coming forward since they got the number one pick and they got that generational talent, Connor Bedard, on the way. So I will be tuning into the Blackhawks and maybe my kids as Blackhawks fans will have it a little bit better. Although I think the Bears are on the rise. We'll see this. I am here, Justin. I am not a hockey fan, uh, but I think the Blackhawks uniform and logo might be top ten in all sports for me. Great looking yeah. set. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the Blackhawks a lot. I do, but like, I'm not going to sit around and watch bad hockey and torture myself. When they were on the <laughs> run, I watched them all the time. Uh, you know, kind of like I mean, I'm a huge Cubs fan, but like the last few years, I haven't watched that much of the Cubs because they're in this rebuilding phase this year. I've watched them quite a bit and it's kind of been fun and disappointing. Uh, that's what you know. That's so why games, you know, like football, I'm never going to miss a game when I the bulls hate, are bad. I'm not watching them that often. I hate the, the fair weather fan criticism because I've gotten shit from friends because, you know, I, I watch almost no regular season Yankees and I don't really mm-hmm. pay attention when my teams are really bad. Cause like, why would I want to do that to myself? doesn't make any sense. Like you said, I don't want to watch a crap product. Right. I mean, with football, like I haven't missed a Bears game probably since I don't know when, maybe the 90s. But like 
16, 17 games. You know, I can I can see all of those. And I'll, yeah, I'll that's watch a big them. difference. Yeah, I'm not going to watch every 160, 162 games or 82 games just with a bad team. I'll tune in here and there and I'll read about the games and stuff. But yeah, I've, I've definitely been tuned out of the Blackhawks, but I was jacked when they got the number one pick because, uh, yeah, kind of generational talent on the way. Hopefully he pans out in the way that he is supposed to. But we will see. All right. That's it, Justin. 299 in the books. Episode 300 coming at you next week. Get those messages in. TopRopeNation at gmail.com. Become a patron. Check out their recent classics show on Super Brawl 1. It was an excellent show. Justin, you texted me right after we got done recording. And we were not sure how that one was going to tune in. Tune turn out because as we were tuning in to super brawl we were like oh man this is kind of a dog of a show but then like the second half of the show was really good and then matthew was just great on that show he really made it for us yeah and yeah it was one of those things i had never podcasted with matthew before of whom i i called matt during the entire (laughs) fucking show like a complete moron uh, but I, yeah, I had an absolute blast on that show. The podcast is a thousand times better than the pay-per-view itself. It's true. Um, I, I, you know, we do this basically with every show, but I texted you before that one. I was like, this is going to be the shortest classics ever because yeah. my, my notes are sparse. <laughs> it, this is basically a one match show in my opinion. And then it ended up being one of our longest ones ever. Like top three or four. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty incredible. So, yeah, if you sign up on Patreon, like I said, they have a seven day free trial. Now you, you hear the whole thing. And in those first seven days, it's a free trial. You can also hear our WrestleMania 17 show from back in March, which ended up being Kyle's last podcast on Top Rope Nation. So if you want to hear that whole thing, sign up on Patreon as well. That was the longest classics we've ever done. That was a really good one as well. So mm-hmm. link here in the broad cast description all right justin i hope you have a good weekend i don't know if i'll be seeing you or not probably not since it's father's day but we got to get together again very soon absolutely and uh yeah my kid's still talking about those ribs man working magic on the grill love it until you take her to memphis then i'm gonna be second rate (laughs) yep shout out Derek chappelle hoping to see him while i'm down there this summer nice well yes indeed All right, guys, this was a blast. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. We'll catch you all next week. Have a great weekend, and take care. Peace.